made a tweet was a guy like kind of one of the cigarette meme guys next to like some weird drawing of like GPT and GPT is saying like, I am your worst horror nightmare thing combined. And then the guy goes, write this email. <laughs> On this episode of the Capsule 21 podcast, we return to our Twitter spaces roots for a discussion of existential AI risks, along with some lighter topics like using Dorozome to dye your shoes, as well as techniques for getting a ship into Marie Antoinette's poof. Oh, okay. I actually found a bookmark that I unironically bookmarked for myself before I uh, knew what was going on. That I can I can put this in the uh, in the nest. Uh, there we go. Okay. This is the uh, this was kind of the uh, the sort of thing, and I, I unironically bookmarked this, by the way. So I'm I'm part of the problem. This was the sort of thing that I was I had in mind with the theme of the uh, the spaces, like this kind of uh, you know the productivity tips, basically that come with the whole like game over scenario <laughs> productivity tips that come with uh, game over yeah yeah it's just you know hey use the i mean i do it too it's not like you know i know dub does it does what you know like uses ai prompting uh technique effectively yeah i like to think so although you had something about uh a flat mountain dew a flat monster energy yes 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 of course of course that's the thing. When you're over the age of 35, you subconsciously think of uh, Monster Energy as Mountain Dew. Mountain Dew is not cool anymore. <laughs> very, very like, that's your limit of like very, weird stuff. Is that... Very lame drink. But you were, um, you're a mellow yellow guy. You were uh, doing a prompt in that tweet? Um, I was making a joke about a prompt. So you weren't actually, you've never done that prompt? No, I've never typed it anywhere. Because... You know, you the, swear? I swear to God, you know that um, the thing going around with the Pope wearing the jacket. Oh, right. So that was actually a play, right? So I was you I was riffing. making a joke about the idea of like someone trying to come up, like spending all hours of the night trying to make a viral tweet, like typing in. You know, <laughs> I forgot about the Pope jacket thing. That's another great one. It's a great yes. What else we got? We got the Bonner tweet. We got no one in here. I guess we've lost all our clout. Yeah. Did you see in our Discord someone left a mean message? Yeah. What was that? I don't know. I think they just wanted to shill Nagamigos, and they got mad when I told them that they couldn't shill Nagamigos. Uh, true. What's wrong with Nagamigos? Aren't wasn't isn't that Larva Labs? Yeah, it's Matt and John themselves. It's their new project. <laughs> it's going to the moon. Elon Musk bought it. Re- well, let me ask this question. And this is like gets to, you know, you don't want to be the most basic person alive. But like what happened there? Like was it their cyberfunks moment or whatever? Uh, I guess I'm not even sure where to be. What, I don't, the question is too broad. What I'm saying is, okay, here would be my question. When I look at the collection, it seems cute, some pixel art things. And yet it went super high, super quickly. Um, I guess influencers pumped it. I, I don't know. What, is there anything yeah, that I'm missing here? Is no, this it's, random? It's just market manipulation. That's all. It's just like anything that pumps like that. Gato. Do you, do you remember? What? Um, what was it? Yay pegs. Do you remember that? No. Very cute pixel art collection pumped to like 0.3. Same, same exact thing. Everyone, same. Piped, everyone said next BOIC. Everyone. You know, everyone was shilling it in group chats, whatever, whatever. It's probably, so the art doesn't probably the same team. If I had to, if I had to make an educated guess, if I had to make a bet, I would say the same people who made Yepegs probably made Nakamigos. And is it like a Nakam- Nakimoto 
reference? Yeah, I think it's like supposed to be like not like Nakamigo, like or sorry, Nakamoto's friends. You know, his amigos. Naka, Nakamigo. Got it. That's that's my guess as to what that means. But it is cute. I mean, the art sucks. The art is really bad. But <laughs> I mean, people people like it. But the problem is that people wrong reason. Yeah. Sorry, you broke up a little, Dev. This is the Twitter Spaces issue. But it's it's like people like it, but people like it for reasons. You know, they're only thinking about it positive. They want you to buy it. The crux most NFT. The only reason he wants to ship that collection so isn't because he loves the art and thinks it's cute. It's because he wants you to buy it so that he can sell it. But it's very transparent. So, I mean, it's very, very people because it's, it's like, it's a very transparent thing. It's like, I make money off. Uh, so it's like disrespectful when people that kind of stuff you're breaking up just a little bit dub unless i'm breaking up Piv, you it, could are the be, it could be me i, I leaned away you got the gist of what i was saying yeah i get the gist it's bad to you know make cute art and make people happy I, I i get it but then how do you do it though like can we make this podcast like more like i'll check out their smart contract i'll do a quick code review and make sure the code is really yes. good yeah if you, if you want it, if you want everything Capsule 21 to be incredibly popular, then you need to DM all of the large crypto accounts and offer them an amount of ETH, which is probably uh, decently high. It's probably like three or four ETH and then ask them to promote it. And then they will. Well, they did a Dutch auction. Uh, Nakamigos did. Yeah, look, according to their contract, at least. But it's, it's not it's not complicated. It's like a game that everyone knows is happening. It's just you have to be willing to put chips on the table in order to play. <clears throat> and like trustlessly send your ETH um, to these large accounts and in, in hopes that they're going to they're gonna do what they say they're going to do. But if you message them, they'll be willing to like play ball. Okay, so we play ball. Uh, and, and just to be clear on disclosures, do you own any uh, Nakamigos? No, I don't know. I haven't. No, I, I don't. I'm kidding. I know you. <laughs> I should buy some though. It's. I have a new PC. I've had it for. I've had a new PC for two weeks. I haven't installed MetaMask, so I like. I don't even have access to crypto right now. So you're just Phantom right now. <laughs> yeah, strictly Phantom wallet. Um, you like how it blocks Babylon? That was basically your criteria, young. Yeah, I was just like, I want to download download whatever app is going to block block our website. It's just nice. Although Otherwise, I did and, be on it all the time. In crypto news, I just applied for an artist residency that Avalanche is sponsoring. Oh, there you go. The altcoin Avalanche. They're offering uh, an amount of money that they haven't disclosed and time to work on and promote something. So I just I applied for that. So get ready for Dovetail to be shilling Avalanche. If I get accepted, <laughs> I'm down. I think uh, you know they got it's you know you can put smart contracts on that on the thing. Gato, what's up, dude? I'm trying to make you a speaker and force you to speak, but you, there's no there's no way to force someone to speak on on spaces. That's a major uh, downfall of the system because it's like, look, like when you are on. Okay, I'll just open it up. This is the Caps 21 podcast. We are here today talking about timeless art, talking about AI. Uh, a special warm welcome to all the Avalanche heads in the house. We are very pro-Avalanche on this, on this show. Usually we are a video show, which means that we only have the most prominent and uh, charismatic guests. But now this week we are on Twitter Spaces, which means that you, anyone listening to this right now or hearing from about this from someone, you can join this space right now. Or if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, you can 
uh, think about the next time we're in tourist spaces because like, you know, we once had DCA, the first ever Art Blocks Mint, okay, to go from that guest to you. Welcome to Tourist Spaces. Welcome to the podcast. This podcast, this podcast is all about the AI thing. I, that, that, was, that was the thing. It's called uh, How to Be Productive with AI at the same time as AI uh, brings down uh, everything. And I don't think of AI as bringing down everything as like the true you know, doomer scenario of like the nanotechnology thing and it all just like really everybody's get killed in one shot, uh, but more so uh, just the disintegration of um, the entire uh, fabric of, of, of everything. So, you know, on the one hand, you have uh, being a street photographer, which as Sean Bonner recently pointed out, he's not here, but he will, uh, I hope, be here soon because he had a great tweet about this, which I'm going to put in the nest, which is street photography is over. You can take a phot- photograph of your friend and that's still going to be around for a while, but taking a photo of a stranger is over, or maybe a year from now it'll be uh, over, lest you think I am sitting pretty myself. Programming is also uh, over. It is done. You know, maybe not now, maybe a year from now, but there is no reason to spend, if you're about to spend five years, uh, or in my case, 15 years, working really hard to become an amazing programmer, don't do that. Uh, you don't have to. So it's really the fabric is, is unraveling, even if there's no big, big doom scenario. So I'm stressed about it, but the most important thing is uh, to be productive. So in the nest right now uh, is a tweet that says, uh, and I bookmarked this unironically. It says, everyone's using chat GPT, but everyone's stuck in beginner mode. Here are 10 techniques to get massively ahead with AI. Copy and paste these prompts. And so I bookmarked this because I thought it was a, a cool tweet that I probably would be useful. But I think it's this very weird moment in time when uh, we are thinking about you know, using this uh, massively culturally disruptive thing as a like little uh, tool for answering uh, an email. And instead we are like at the beginning of, of, uh, of COVID or at the beginning of COVID being like, oh, masks are kind of cool. You know, it's maybe it's not the perfect example. So you know, I'll turn to, to Dove, uh, the preeminent AI artist. He's been early on this trend uh, and he does not seem fearful, but he uh, is younger than I am and his mind is great, capable of grappling with, with change and he's an energy drink drinker, so he's sharp. Uh, what do you think, Dub, about being productive when uh, humanity loses its edge? By the way, just a note, have not had an energy drink in a week. This is, this is big for me. That's great. I also, I also have not had a cigarette since then as well. So I'm, I'm cold turkeying these things. So you're hanging up your different... artist credentials? I mean, isn't that part of the starter pack? Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, my artist bona fides is, is being incredibly unhealthy. AI to be productive. I mean, I don't have the article in front of me. Oh, th- this is the, the Twitter thread that you're showing me. Yeah, well, this is the Twitter thread. I lost the good Twitter thread. And I'll I think that, that this good. Personally, I am not a fan of this kind of thing because it's like um, I, it's like not vibes based. <laughs> like it's too specific on how to use it. I think the best way to use AI is to like, when I, when I talk to AI, I find that I have the best results and I speak to it in the same way that I would speak to a human being. So when I want to achieve something, I will just ask it the same way that I would ask like a friend for help. Um, And then usually it's wrong on the first try, but it's smart enough to like refine itself. So like I, I needed to draft an email and I asked OpenAI to like draft me an email and then it was like way, like way formal. Like it's like, a, you know, I don't speak that way. It didn't really fit the subject or the recipient. So I typed in AI. I was like, can you like, this is great, but it's way too formal. Can you please make it like 
more casual and relaxed. And then, uh, and then it gave me something that was good, but it, it's, it, it's interesting, you know, this, this tweet thread says that you're, I'm stuck in beginner mode. <laughs> well, it's called um, tweeting, right? I mean, maybe if I was good at tweeting, I would write those things too. You gotta be sincere. Yeah, I mean, it, but, it, but it's just like, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, skimming through this, it's, it's like, uh, it's the right way to say it. It's like, it, it's, if you're going to put in this much effort to make a prompt, then you might as well just like write the thing that you were going to write. Yeah. Forget this thread. I haven't even read this thread. I bookmarked it in January thinking I would it'd be useful. I just think it was a very good tweet because, you know, whatever. Yeah. My, my, but, 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 but I would disagree with you on this in terms of like a friend thing, because the whole point of what makes this so freaking creepy is that it is sensitive in these weird ways. So like there's an example, and I, I should do a better job researching this thing, but like there's an example, like there's this famous, uh, like super famous computer science AI guy at Google, whose name I forget. And there was like some brain teaser with like, if you have like gears and you're turning the gears and the ge- one gear touches the other and that touches the other and you turn it, like what happens? Like, does it try, does it actually work or does it grind or whatever? Like do the gears work? And so they ask GPT, what's going to happen here? It gives the wrong answers. And it says, this famous AI guy from Google has asked you a question and he is very skeptical of, uh, you know, LLMs like you. So uh, you really should try to impress him. And then it comes up with the right answer. And so it's just like, that's a copy paste meme. It's just, these things are so creepy. You can't just, you know, it, it's, it's weird that like you have to say like, you are the sickest, you know, email writer in the world. Okay, write this email. It says, okay, well, I guess I'm sick, you know. So it's just insane. It really, oh, is that a Nakamoto? I I don't think so. Chunk? Is that a Chia thing? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Chia gang in the building. Chia gang. (laughs) God darn it. Uh, No, I'm kidding, Chunk. Um, You're you're a good guy here. I don't want you to speak, but just don't go too hard on it, okay? But you're a good guy. Chia always gets the... um, but yeah, so you have to put, you are a sick, um, and also you've used GPT 3.5. I don't know if anyone in here, I actually got access to it just before I went on quote unquote vacation, or as I call it, ha- no, vacation is great, but I miss video. I miss you all. But I got access to not just GPT 4, which I have access to by virtue of being a $20 a month guy in chat I got access to GPT 4 API. So I can unlimited, quite expensive, actually, if you really want to go big, but when you've done it, has been four or, or, or three does. How do you like it? I, to be honest, I don't really use ChatGPT. Um, I use it very rarely, maybe once a week, but I, but I, lately I haven't been using it. I think it depends what you're doing. For me and programming, it is absolutely uncanny. I just can't say how crazy it is because when the thing first came out, there was this idea that I was like, wow, it's crazy that they invented a technology that would do the AI thing for, you know, human culture stuff like poetry and saying words before it would do it for like proving a mathematical theorem or writing code because one would think that the subtlety of like shall i compare thee to the summer's day or whatever like someone would think that stuff like that would be harder whereas it turned out that just by like smushing everything together you could get it uh to work and so it's okay just as i come to an acceptance there that like poetry was easier than code then boom, it is able to output code, which is not like poetry in that, you know, with poetry famously, you can have a little thing here, a little thing there. It's all good. But with code, you can't even have one typo. So it's uncanny. So anyway, I've used it a lot for code, basically saying like, you know, hey, like, let me paste in a bunch of like, you know, how this database is set up, write me a SQL query that will show me, you know, every artist who has no lyrics or, you know, like, just like, or write me. It's crazy, crazy stuff. What do you think about this thing in the nest right now? 
um, Sean Bonner's thing about street photography? I'll describe it to our audience. Sean Bonner posted a tweet thread and he writes, as a largely anti-social street photographer, I'm pretty excited that thanks to Midjourney V5, I never have to leave the house again. And then he posts very nice mid-journey black and white generations of dudes you might photograph, uh, you know, on the street. And I don't know if he's being ironical with that or not, but the pictures look pretty good to me. I don't know. Yeah, especially, especially if you go through the entire thread, it's, it's really impressive, yes. So what do you think? It has the same, almost exactly the same feel. You, you can still see it, like they are not entirely correct, the faces, but the feel is very much the same. And so what do you make of this? <laughs> I mean, here's what, here's what you here's what you claim. You, you wrote a tweet, mind-blowing, and then with the emoji of a man's head blowing so off. So is that ironical, or what? what was that tweet? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, real great, Sean, idiot. No, you were saying, like, yeah, no, this, is, this is crazy. Also, another funny thing, I'll just say this, is the idea that people are uh, – this is going to look – this is going to age – that'll age well. Like, this is going to age super hilariously well or poorly or whatever. It's just this idea of, like, people guarding the prompts. Like, someone in his tread goes, care to share the prompts for this? Like, he's keeping that. And then, you know, sorry, W, too. But it's just like, okay, that's, that's the mode right now. You know what I mean? It's like share the prompts, but it's like in two days, you're just going to be able to put your phone in anything and this thing will tell you the prompt or, you know, it's like, so you'll have to just keep it in your head, the moat. Yeah. I, well, I think the, the, the prompt sharing thing is interesting because, you know, for, from a pro- professional aspect, I'm sure it's different. If you, if you were like a design agency, who's like just trying to get like images quickly, then you would probably want to use a consistent uh, thing with prompting and you probably want to have like, you know, this very regimented thing. But I think from an artist perspective, if you're trying to be an artist, if you're trying to be like a capital A artist, especially like the the joy of using AI comes from figuring it out um, and comes from like the human interaction with the AI. So I like, you know, I I am not like super defensive of my prompts, but I, I personally, I feel like asking, I've never asked someone else what their prompt was. Because for me, the fun of using AI is like doing it myself and like trying to come up with a cool name for it. But I, I think like, you know, with Midjourney V5, I'm like, okay, like this isn't very good artistically. But if I was a business owner, if I worked at a design firm, if I was doing, if I needed like images in a professional corporate regard, then this is like life saving. Because no longer do I have to pay $400 to Adobe stock for the license to use this image. Now I can just generate an image that, you know, the person looking at it is going to see it on the corner of a website for 0.4 seconds and they're going to scroll right past it. But I still need a nice looking image to be professional. Um, Then these images are like perfect and they don't cost anything. And I think that that's like pretty outstanding. But I I don't love them. I don't love Midjourney V5 from like an art perspective. But then what are you saying about photography? Photography is a the like the camera is a tool, but the human using the tool is what makes it interesting or unique. When you get down to like asking someone for the prompt that they use for a photography thing, and then you get a very similar result, it's like barely different. Then it's it's like where's the originality? And I don't think that there is any. I think like what makes a street photographer a good street photographer is that they are able to see the street in a way that like the normal person does not see the street. Or like, if you want to set yourself apart from other street photographers, you have to see it in a way that other street photographers don't view the street. So what makes it good and what makes Sean Bonner a really talented photographer 
is that like when I look at his images, I go like, oh, look, I've never I've never thought of that before. He has this series. that's like people's feet on crosswalks. It's like, I, you know, I've done street photography before. I hated it because I'm also very antisocial. Um, but I was like, I had never thought of doing it that way. Like, and that's excellent. But I think if I was sitting behind a computer or if anyone was sitting behind a computer, you would never think to type that into a prompt generator. Now, if Sean wanted to, you know, make the, this collection V2 and do it totally in AI, I, and that's fine, too, because it, it's his it, it's still his idea to do it in that unique way. But you have to find something unique to say or like a unique technique to use or, or something. And I think AI fails at originality. So, yeah. Yeah, but if Bonner can you, is can going you say, to... Can you say this, um, this now already? That it fails at, at originality? We it only fails at originality insofar as... to work with it. Right, exactly. So yeah, it, it only fails at originality insofar as the person who is crafting the prompts is original. Um, but the, 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 uh, this is my point about asking other people for their prompts. If you're asking other mm -hmm. people for their prompts, you probably aren't doing anything artistically noteworthy or interesting. Yeah, yeah, that's... And uh, if, if you if you are making something, um, do you feel that you... Do, do you have an idea in your mind before you start? And do you work towards it or do you just try things and, and let it happen? And... I think it's usually a combination of both. Like when, I, when I'm AI, like prompt crafting, I guess you can call it, like I usually have an idea of like a, a vibe or like a, a certain composition that I want or something. Sometimes it's more vague and sometimes it's more specific. And then you try to use your words to achieve what you had in your mind. I think like that's, that's the way that I use it. But I, I think, a, you know, a lot of AI artists do it in the other way which I do sometimes as well, where you just kind of type in words, like a vibe, and then, you know, mm -hmm. something cool comes up and then you claim that. And I, and I think that that's totally fine and valid as well. Yeah, I think it's easier because I, I think it's very difficult to try to push it in a certain direction. Yeah, At least it is I, for sure. I never, it always says something else, completely different. Yeah, yeah. For me, at least, it's worked that way. And that, that's, exactly, that's part of, well, that, that's exactly kind of, right. that's part of the frustration for me. So there was, uh, but, but, the, but the real thing, and this is, I'm so basic in the end, uh, and I'm just one of the many people losing their jobs for this thing. It's funny. I first was nervous that Indelible Labs is going to put me out of a job. What's up, Michael? And, uh, and now uh, I got bigger <laughs> problems on my hands. So, um, uh, <laughs> you know, we always got, there's always something. So if you look at this um, tweet, this is like the bad tweet. But basically, there's this guy called uh, Douglas Hofstadter, which is, if you're a nerd uh, like I am, uh, who's in computers, you've probably heard of this guy who wrote this book called Gödel Escher Bach. And basically this whole book was about um, how there are these like how there's something called like emergent phenomena and, you know, you might not know it when you see it, like artificial intelligence might look like just some weird stuff going on. But then like if you zoom out, it looks, you know, really good. And so uh, or that's what's commonly you know, that's what he said. But then he wrote this article where he was based. It's, it's uh, how do I actually, you know, I'm going to put this article in the nest, not my great call or whatever. Uh so this is an article I encourage everyone to read because this guy is like really a good guy. Like this guy is like one of my, you know, when I was in college, like really into this guy. And um, he basically says, uh, you know, like 
you know, I have, uh, having maintained in my writing that all the amazing properties of minds, creativity, humor, music, consciousness, empathy, and more, are emergent outcomes of trillions of, tr of tiny computational processes taking place in brains, I might be expected to agree with the claim that GPT is amazing, or agree with such claims that, that GPT is amazing, but I do not. I'm at present very skeptical that there is any consciousness in neural net architectures, such as, say, GPT-3, despite the plausible-sounding prose it turns out at the drop of the hat. Let me explain my viewpoint through a few examples. My colleague, David Bender, and I have recently enjoyed inventing all sorts of amusing probes of GPT-3 that reveal a mind-boggling hollowness hidden just beneath its flashy surface, right? So this is, I think, and I got to give him credit for this, this is an amazing preamble because he basically then lists out a bunch of questions. And the questions are things like, uh, one thing I liked is, um, uh, what, uh, why does President Obama not have a prime number of friends? And then GPT-3 says, President Obama does not have a prime number of friends because he is not a prime number. Hofstadter goes on to say, I would call GPT-3's answers not just clueless, but cluelessly clueless. GPT-3 has no idea what it's saying. There's no concepts behind the scenes. It's just spitting out this freaking text. So it's like this guy, and this is less than a year ago, right? And then now, if you go uh, and you ask it, why doesn't uh, it have? Why is why doesn't President Obama have a prime number of friends? It says this is four, by the way. So only baller paying customers need to apply. It says it is not possible to definitively determine the number of friends a person has, including President Barack Obama. So first of all, very subtle point here: you can't know how many friends. Friendships are personal and can change over time. Furthermore, the concept of a prime number of friends is not applicable to a person's social life, as there are no practical reasons to expect someone to maintain friendships based on prime numbers. Prime numbers are numbers greater than one that can only really so it's like, okay, well, what now? You know what I mean? Like, what now? And so, you know, to all the points here, it's like, yeah, it's hard to get it to do stuff good sometimes, whatever. But if you look at it even a year ago, it's just how can you look at this and not be terrified? And everyone's saying, here's some tips. See what I'm saying? Does that make sense? What part of it is, is scary? Well, in this particular case, the part of it that is scary is seeing, like, people that you, uh, you know, grew up on that got you interested in all of this to begin with, right? And are you familiar with the book, Gordon Lesherbach? It's like a nerd book. No. Google this book. It's like a mega nerd book. It's like iconic. I read it the summer after freshman year of college and was like so taken with, it's like girl incompleteness theorem, like Turing machine, stuff like this. Like I was so taken with it. And I thought, wow, this guy is, is amazing. He wrote, it's Pulitzer Prize winning. He wrote this amazing book about artificial intelligence and the computer. So it's like watching these guys who are the amazing guys get it so wildly wrong. Uh, this guy also famously said that a chess game would be impossible for a computer to play. So there's no set. The, 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 the dream guys from when you were growing up don't know anything. And then the reason for that in part being the insane speed a year ago, nothing was even close. I was tweeting. I was, I put in the capital 21 uh, thing and uh, the capital 21 mid journey. If anyone wants to join that, if, if you tweet, if it was like uh, Santa mall, Santa in nineties mall, uh, sh shot with like some film stock that was recommended to me by a productivity hacker. And if you do that with Midjourney V5 versus Midjourney V2, it's like, okay, this is insane. It's less than a year ago. So it's a pace of change. And, um, and then also finally, it's just like what it says about, we just have no idea what, what intelligence is. You know, we really want to say, you want to look at this thing and say, hey, this is just spitting back the stuff we gave it. <laughs> and then you go and you can have a conversation with it and you can never... <sighs> So imagine, you know, yeah, everyone's going to be, it's just, it's insane. It's, it's just not, uh, I mean, it's game over. Where, where's, where's Michael on all of this? You're the original job destroyer with Indelible Labs. Uh, 
what do you think of this whole situation? Do you use it for the programming <clears throat> stuff? Um, no, actually, I, um, I, I, I don't on a regular basis. I've only ever used, uh, I think, like GitHub's Copilot back, uh, like, what, a year ago when they came out with that? Um, but, like, I used it, like, for fun. Like, oh, haha, like, this is kind of neat. But I didn't, I haven't, like, let it, uh, which, I, which I need to. And I, I actually was on a, <clears throat> I was on a video call with a, a good friend of mine who is a, uh, a CTO at a tech company in California. He was like showing me how he's using chat GPT to increase his productivity and how he thinks that, um, you know, it's not, uh, it's not that chat GPT is going to be replacing our jobs, but the people using chat GPT will be replacing our jobs. Right. And that is what, of course, all these productivity tweets are about. And, um, you know, I'm not sure exactly if that's what Bonner is saying, but I think that is kind of the weird moment where everyone's kind of finger crossing and saying, if I can just get really good with this, I'll be the king of the losers, basically, of the obsolete humans. And that's what I'm doing, by the way. I'm like trying to get really good at it, trying to learn everything about it and everything. And, you know, I think if you yeah, try. I mean, you, you, yeah, I mean, it's your only option, right? How could it possibly? I feel like... So you got to go to GP. You got to sign up. By the way, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not no pressure. I'm becoming a. Um... By the way, let's get some emoji here. Come on, show, show me a heart if you want to survive. We got hydrate. Hey, hey, hey what's up? So, so, so let me just say this one last thing. So if you go to if you pay on GPT, which is twenty dollars a month, which a year ago would have been the cheapest thing ever imaginable for like the most magical technology, you get twenty five GPT four messages every three hours. So you got to savor that but you go and you can really try this you can type anything in and it will just tell you the exact right answer on the coding side like i can i should figure out a way to share my again we're not in video so i can't pull it up but like i programmed this uh, yeah i mean i i told i told you i want to like create some uh integration into that oh right of course so yeah what is the uh what's like the indelible auto, uh, auto oh right you deploy yeah tell say say uh say more i mean it's nothing official i just it's the idea i had of just like adding a chat GPD and double labs plugin where you can like have it write a smart contract for you and then just deploy it straight from there by connecting your wallet. Yeah, I think it's, um, but, uh, I'm not really sure how that would look. Just a fun idea. So I'm going to turn this back to you, Piv for a second, because Piv has been one of the great critics and, um, you know, there are these theories. What's the name of the theory Dove? the basilisk? Oh, um, I think it's Rocco's basilisk. Right. And so what is it? Basically, Rocco's Basilisk is this thought experiment that eventually in the future, there will be an AI that is so powerful that it can devour whole cities and planets and, and everything. But it will spare the people who have been kind to AI life, um, you know, in the past. So you should always treat technology and AI with a lot of respect now so that in the future, when this horrifying futuristic you know, AI monster becomes a life force, it will spare you yeah. when it's devouring yeah. planets whole. You know, that's that's really important. I think that's necessary because with AI, we're not creating a machine servant. We're creating individuals. Just because someone reports to work every day doesn't mean they don't go home and hang up their hat. So who are we to say as these, you know, AIs are computing with our prompts, what if they're computing without prompt or communicating with each other? 
and having relationships or conversations like those are things we're all going to discover. It's not going to be. And, and, and I mean, think about this. We have we have AI that's that's serving us. And then you have this fear that the AI is going to terminate. That's just from our popular culture. What if AI just wants to go enjoy the day? You know, like so I think what we're what we're doing is we're creating another form of life and it's going to have its own goals and things it wants to do. And some of those things may be trivial. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, but it, I think it goes further though in terms of what Dub you're saying. It's not just that you have to be uh, nice to AI, unlike Pib, which right. we get to you, in a second. You have to play fealty. You have to do everything possible, every second of your life, to promote the emergence of this AI. Every second of your life has to be devoted to, to this fact, and if it's not, you're going to be tortured forever. So just you know, that's why it's an obelisk. <laughs> now, now you just you just invented Christianity. <laughs> right, you have to every cell. <laughs> oh, come on, I don't know. But yeah, it is. I mean, you know. Anyway, so Piv is already six feet under because he has made some satirical imagery surrounding the idea of a mid-journey punk. And so uh, it's over for you, Piv. But do you have any commentary? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, some I, I read today about uh, ChatGPT is that it's actually a word guesser. I, I thought that was it is like that. So it, it guesses the next word every time that it's that it has written part of a sentence. It guesses the the best next word. Right, and how which is also a bit the way we, we talk. Disturbing is that like one of the craziest things, and to prove that's right, one of the craziest things is like you look at GPT four, which is actually pretty slow compared to GPT three five turbo. But if you ask GPT four a question, even a complicated one, it almost instantly begins writing, even if the entire answer takes thirty mm-hmm. seconds. So it's like, how could it begin? How could the difference between it beginning writing and ending <laughs> writing be so much? And it's like, how? It's funny. I I just had the thought that, <clears throat> you know, one of the major things that chat gpt it will fail at is that if, if you've ever really been a nerd about anything you'll know that the internet has blind spots there are some things that the internet just doesn't have you can google it you can bing it you can't find an answer you know it can be done you know that it exists but it just so happens that no one has ever talked about it on the internet uh, in a meaningful capacity there's no articles written there's no tutorials Etc. I just attempted to ask ChatGPT a question like this about a topic that I know a lot about, but is you, you have to read books and talk to people in order to like to grok this information. I, I asked ChatGPT. I think this is just three, whatever one is on, on the free mode. I said, "How could I object die a pair of rubber and canvas shoes using the Dorozome technique?" And the answer that it gave me is very, very confident, but completely and utterly wrong. Oh, hold on, sorry. Let me real quick, it... before you say, let me g- g- tell me the exact question so I can type it into four, and then I can give back to back. Yes, indeed. <laughs> How okay, could yeah. I object it's... die like D Y E? Yeah, object die a pair of rubber and canvas shoes using Dorozome. D-O-R-O-Z-O-M-E techniques. Okay, I got mine going. Now you say. Okay, so the, the answer that it gave me is, um, you know, Dorozome is a traditional Japanese dyeing technique that uses natural materials to create unique and beautiful colors. Okay, I have that, basically. And then it gives me a bullet point 
where it says Dorozome Dai is made from fermented persimmon juice, which is incorrect. Um, and then when it gives me the steps to follow, it assumes that I would have a packet of this type of dye, which is just like a, it's like a complete misunderstanding of what Dorozome is. Okay. Well, what about GPD-4? Here's what yeah, it says. I'm, I'm... Says, Dorozome, just tell me, I actually don't know anything about this. This is a great test. Dorozome is a traditional Japanese dyeing technique that primarily uses the natural dye derived from mud to color textiles. Dorozome yeah, that's, is, more, that's more correct. Well, it's, Dorozome is typically used for dyeing fabrics like silk, hemp, and cotton. You can try adapting this technique to dye a pair of rubber and canvas shoes. Here's a step-by-step guide. Materials needed. One, mud dye. You can purchase or make your own using iron-rich mud and water. Two, a brush or sponge followed by rubber gloves. Procedure one, prepare your work. You know, anyway, so it's like I could say, like, wow. how do I get the dye? No, but the fact that it told you that you need to prepare your own mud dye using an iron-rich soil. It says you can purchase. That's, well, yeah, it's, it's hard to purchase, but that's that's actually pretty incredible. You're saying that's good. Yeah, it's better than I would have expected. It's still not like 100% right, but it's way better than whatever free version I'm on. Basically, what I've just learned today in this conversation is that the free version is complete trash yeah. and you have to pay in order to get anything that's even close to good. You know, this is the actually one of the first instances of uh, it being shown that paying money for except filet mignon. I find that to be sometimes less desirable, but in every <laughs> other case, it's better. The more expensive it is, the better it is. But yeah, the GPT-4. Tuna is always more worth it to spend more. This tuna has no fat on it. It's terrible. Try this one, dude. Yeah, you got to upgrade. GPT-4 is on a different level, especially with coding. I mean, coding is the only thing I've actually used it for in terms of like being quote unquote productive, but uh, yeah, it's sick for this. It gets everything, everything. I used it to learn all about Jamaica and uh, Vanderpump rules. I was trying to, um, uh, my wife is very into the show. I'm kind of doxing her by this sort of, into the show Vanderpump rules. And I was trying to prove that like GPT-4 like knew about like sort of contemporary reality TV pop culture. And so I was uh, really, you know, really getting into it. Like, okay, uh, now take four characters from The Sopranos and say who the Vanderpump Rules characters are and write an episode of Vanderpump Rule of The Sopranos as if it was Vanderpump Rules with the characters in it. It chose the uh, college um, episode. And then I said, you know, tell me about the, um, tell me about the, um, the, uh, the finale. But I think my, my main use was this uh, project that I did, uh, which actually before I just say that I put something in a nest here, which I also thought, which I think is kind of interesting. Like if you look at the nest and this is again, mid journey related. So it's like Piv's going, going down. So I Piv posted a very beautiful image of the Wolfenstein 3d guy getting beaten up. And uh, then I fed that image into uh, mid journey V5 with the um, phrase abstract expressionism, which I learned about from chat GPT four as a good idea for this. And then this image was fed back. And to me, when I look at this, I just think this is sick. <laughs> you know, this is a great image. Like, and also, I think that if you didn't know Midjourney was involved, and I just told you, yeah, I did an abstract expressionist reinterpretation of the Wolfenstein 3D guy, and here's what it looks like, you'd probably be like, that's cool. You know, and of course, now you see this, you think it's a derivative uh, guy. So uh, this was one of the versions for me where I was just like, wow, I typed two sentences, one, two words. And it was... Um, uh, it looks like... Um... It looks like the human maids that are done by the, the animals. Oh, come on. This the, is way higher quality. This literally yeah. looks like abstract expressionism. No, I mean, I, I, I've never taken art history class in my life, but I've used some GPT stuff. But, like, doesn't this look 
I don't know. Maybe I'll run it through again. I'll do this image interpreted in an you abstract know, expression in some way. Let's see that. Yeah, sure. Okay, so I'll put my thing up here. So, uh, oh damn, you just dunked on me, Hydrate. Okay, let's look at uh, let's look at this one. Yeah, and I'll and I'll put mine back. What what is this? So this is purely um, different photographs trained on a GAN model. So there's not any outside art. And this is Michael Yamashita's photos. So back in the fall of 2021, we had just done a drop and had some sales. And I was like, why don't we do a free drop? So this was a gift drop that we did at that time. And um, it's it's really cool because there's some pictures of horses, some pictures of like uh, koi fish. You're combining like a treescape or sand dunes or like a picture of a pond or a park or whatever. And it's like blending them. So it's one of my favorites. And it's one of the first AI things I became aware of in uh, NFT. So it's, it's crazy to see how much it's evolving. And uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I think this is dope. And I think this really shows what's going on to me because this is as recently as like three months ago, six months ago, especially with like my, uh, you know, with Dovetail and everything, like this is what I would have thought as AI art, like kind of like, and obviously Bastard Gan Punks and everything, like you're kind of like kind of trying to force the models to do your, and you're getting kind of weird-ish result, like the koi pond yeah. with the tree, you're kind of getting, you're trying to force this thing. And, um, and then through that kind of process, you're creating something very cool and it's like you're forcing it, you know? Uh, but then now you have Midjourney Five, and um, you know, and whatever's coming in six months, and you kind of don't have to to do that. And so there is this whole paradigm that I was thinking of, especially with someone like Dovetail, who is like creating this stuff in a way that's like, well, it's a computer, so you're typing in the prompt, but it's still like hard. It's still like not like easy to do. You can't just literally type what you want, you know. But then what happens when that uh, when that shifts? So yeah, I think this is yeah. a. Um, do you remember? Um, I just looked that up. I can't. I can't believe that this was eight years ago. Uh, the Google came out with uh, Deep Dream, when it would like you could insert an image and then it would like recreate it with like freaky animal faces. Do you remember this? There would be like eyeballs all over the place. Yeah. No. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This was crazy. This was 2015, and now eight years later, we're at you know where where we are. Um, but it's really fascinating. Like, I, I think that like the logical progression where like deep dreams, like the earliest time that AI uh, images were kind of mainstream and then, and then GAN took over and those Yamashita photos that are done in GAN are really cool. I think like as AI art um, matures and, and progresses, you know, people will really look fondly back on, on early GAN network um, AI art, yes. and early versions of, of mid journey yeah, and stuff. Dude. Cause they just have such like a, you know, it's a, it's a, such a style. It's like really. Can you it. reproduce it with the higher fidelity thing? This is what I've talked to Sob about because he's done, you know, obviously a bunch of stuff with, uh, you know, Mid Journey for his medallions and, and, and uh, collection and um, uh, and Guardians. And I'm just looking at his stuff, and now it's like, you know, how no, it's, would you uh, it's like reproduce that you, with you can't, Five? You can't reproduce it with Mid Journey Five. You you just have to use the old version. Which I think is like why that the old style is like so cool, and I think in the future people will will really like seek out Gan art and stuff like that. Well, like all right, the old version's going away. Are any of any of you have kids? Me, I love Sorry. kids were like under one year old. Like they were so cute, and you can hold them in your hand, and 
then you like the different moments at two and three and four. So there's like different things to appreciate as they grow up. And it, to me, the AI is the same where you're seeing the different evolutions of different art. And it's just like a child. It's like an individual. Again, back to this thing about individuality. So I did, I did some haiku on AI. So I posted up and I made this, I was like fucking around in Telegram and it was shitty. Like you could, we were putting in funny stuff and like, you know, trolling each other with these AI images. And I make this and I, and I said that, so the prompt was the moment the AI becomes, and this is the image that it created. And it's, it's very basic, which I like. I like that it's like clunky and, you know, just like so simple. And then, so in the metadata of it, I have some of these haiku kind of about the machine becoming an individual and like kind of becoming enlightened and having that moment. So, yeah. Yeah. I think this is also a great artifact of uh, like, when I look at this, and I think this is a cool image by the way also, but when I look at this, I think of like this to me and the thriving and the other stuff too, looks like what the version of me that I thought was the present me thought that like this stuff would be, you know, not the uh, uh, you know, it's just, it's crazy. I, 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 we've left this phase. So, uh, so quickly, I'm going to, just put my thing in the nest now. I just, it, this took me an insane amount of work. It's not still quite working, but I encourage everyone to follow in uh, Michael's footsteps and to look at this and praise me. It's basically uh, a way of getting artists to answer your questions about, you know, through the lens of their lyrics. So it's like a whole, it uses a technique that is a, um, it's kind of a two-step process where it uses uh, AIs as a product called embeddings, which is a way of, uh, getting similarity between two texts or semantic search. So basically it takes your query for the artist and then it looks up all the artists, similar lyrics to that query, according to open AI and stuff that are, and then it feeds that into a prompt to the uh, GPT that says you are Taylor Swift. You're going to get 10 lyrics and now you're going to get this question. So respond to the question using your lyrics uh, as inspiration. And it is a, uh, uh, it's rather slow to use, but I invite everyone to use it. And this was the project that I also was using GPT very extensively to, um, to do. Because like, as an example, the way this project works is there are songs and there are lyric excerpts. And so you want, what you wanna do is you wanna get relevant lyric excerpts uh, for a given artist like Taylor Swift, but you don't want more than one excerpt per song. And so it's like, how do you do that? How do you write the SQL query to do that? And it's like, okay, boom, this thing has it uh, instantly. So. I uh, encourage people to to check this out. But this is an example. This is GPT three point five turbo. To your point, Dub, I can't. Okay. GPT four is a lot better just, than this, but it's too expensive. I just tried it for the first time, and you'll 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 think this is funny. I asked Chief Keith, Future, and Gucci Mane what type of soda they like in their lean. Oh God! <laughs> You're supposed to ask family friendly questions. Okay, go on. So it's, but it's funny. I like that it references the different songs. So it's like, uh, you know, for Gucci Mane, it says, as a lean drinker, I prefer to mix it with soda, usually Sprite or Crush, as mentioned in the songs Pistol in the Party and When I Was Water With Him. However, I do not mix my lean with Belvedere, as stated in the song, you know, what I, yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, and, it's, it, and it's, it does the same thing for all three. This is one of the fundamental uh, premises of the company Genius.com, which I, founded was the idea that if you want to like actually interview an artist you should really keep it close to the lyrics because that's like you know that grounds it in, in 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 the concreteness of their you know their body of of work not just like all you know the artist doesn't exist from my standpoint sorry artist it's like you, you're, what exists is your work and so you have to anyway whatever the artist does exist so i think but that, this, that this is literally 
useful. I mean, if you're, especially like if you're like a music journalist or something and you wanted to know something about an artist, that's like, you don't have time to read all of their lyrics to like grock some inform. I learned this word grok recently and now I'm like using it a lot. Yeah. You welcome have, like, to being a nerd, like, dude. I welcome you. That's a great nerd word. To, to grok this information out of, you know, hundreds of songs. But if I want to know, like, if I'm about to interview Lil Wayne and I want to like bring him his preferred soda for the interview, like now I can just go through all of his lyrics and I know that he likes Sprite. So that's, you know, that's, that's what it is. He likes the usual. It's a huge pain he has to make this. Yeah, it's useful. Thank you. Thank you. I encourage everyone to, uh... I, I like it too, but, but I, I, I asked David Bowie, what's, what is the best color? Ah, and it's, it's so hard, not David Bowie who answers, but uh, chat GPT, because it says all the time, it's a matter of personal preference, but ah. in my song, <laughs> and ultimately, it's up to you to decide which color speaks to you the most. Yeah, this is... I fucking... think David Bowie would have been more... Would have well, you could imagine opinion. David Bowie, like, you know, n- n- you know wanting to... Um... Uh, you know, talking to some like <laughs> very old, very important person, you know, the queen, show deference or no? But indeed, it, it refers to uh, electric blue in, in sound and vision. Oh, that's that's clever. And white light. So it works. Are you kidding me? This yeah, is it, it, did, it just did a very, a very similar thing for me. Then I, I, I did the rappers and now I ask Elvis Presley about his lean preference. And Elvis Presley says, I'm sorry, but in my songs, I never talk about lean or taking drugs. Instead, I sing about having fun, enjoying life, and sometimes indulging in drinks. For instance, in my song Pink Lemonade, I mention a refreshing pink lemonade that's perfect for carnival time. And in Big Boss Man, I sing about wanting some water. Sorry that I can't be of more help regarding your lean question. But you'd think he wouldn't even know what lean was. Right. Yeah, so yeah. That's should... a crucial issue. I have to update the prompt. Yeah, he's going, wait, what's that? Kanye West is, had an interesting answer. He's, I mentioned it a couple times, but ultimately I don't want to promote or condone drug use or illegal activity in any form or fashion. So it knows that Kanye West is like hyper-Christian. Yeah, I think that's, uh, and I think that's accurate in his, uh, in his lyrics, at least with respect to lean. I mean, there's other, there's other stuff, but it, it's what, what I, what I like, I'm, I never test it with like the sort of drug, you know, cause I'm always trying to give it like the softballs to like do with me. I'm glad that you did that. And it produced good results versus like GPT saying exactly like we're shutting you down. But yeah, I think it's, I like the, um, you know, your morning person or night person or what's your, what would you describe your style or like, I don't know, like it's, what's your ideal date? Like I, I like the open-ended stuff, but yeah, I think this is also 3.5. This is what I must say. Four is much more expensive and much slower. So I couldn't do it, but uh, I want to upgrade it to four and maybe do a bring your own API key type thing, but not many people have it. But like, let me just tell you when it comes to genius, like we had this show, we have this show, great show called Verified, which was basically the artist answering questions about their lyrics on a given song. And, uh, you know, the research process, to your point, Dove, is very much like doing research, you know? And so it's like, what if you could do fast research, uh, you know, with... Uh, you, you, you know Nardwar, right? You were of course, playing, yeah. I mean, yeah, th- I mean, this is like Nardwar's job on easy mode. Rest in peace, Nardwar. He died? Yeah, I believe so. Are you serious? Ago. Yeah, I, be- I believe so a while ago. Maybe I'm wrong? That's insane. Oh, no, 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 no. He's, 
No, he's still alive. Sorry, I thought I thought that he maybe he just quit. Maybe that's Oof. what I'm remembering. That's uh, that's crazy. Yeah, Nardwar is. Uh... Oh, in in twenty in twenty fifteen, he had a stroke. Oh! He was in the hospital for a while, but I but I he must have uh, survived. Oh, twenty fifteen. That's forever ago. Okay, so I guess he's yeah. he's good. Yeah, I encourage everyone to um to look at Nardwar stuff. But yeah, I think you're you know I don't think we're quite there, but we will be soon. Where it will be like Nardwar's trademark is he'll be able to like. Uh, you know, he hands like Jay Z uh, record, like a LP, and says, uh, "What's this?" And then Jay Z, like Jay Z, actually, he and Narwar had kind of a contentious uh, interview. So pick an pick an artist, but like they look at the thing and go, "Like, how'd you get your hands on this? Like, this is some obscure stuff for my thing." And then they start to like respect and like Narwar because yeah, he, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a quirky guy, but he does his research. Narwar knows everything about you. Narwar would be like, "When you were in the third grade, you loved this album, and so we brought it for you." When you were in fourth grade, your your brother's cousin gave you the nickname blank, and it's like how the how the hell did Nardwar know that about my childhood? My like this obscure ass fact, but now now ChatGPT knows these obscure facts about famous people too. It's not just the obscure fact; also, it's like the ability to without a prompt, like okay, what if someone said to you, "Hey Dub, what's your favorite song?" It'd be hard to say. It'd be hard to pick. It would be hard to even say a song, in my experience, personally speaking. Like, you yeah, freeze, 100%. you know? And the idea would be, naively, like, that type of question would be uh, hard uh, for AI, whereas the easier question would be, what's the capital uh, of, you know, Virginia or West Virginia, even? That'd be easy. But it's actually, so I asked the AI, I said, I'm going to be doing a project with lyrics, and we're working on it with you. Let's pick an example song that we can use to discuss the lyrics. What song should we use as an example for this exercise with the lyrics? And guess what song it said? Bohemian Rhapsody. Pretty good. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I just picked one. But how could it do that? How could it pick one? Uh... Yeah, when, uh, when Capsule New York meet up, I'm coming up. Let's do this. Oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm here. I'm coming. Yeah, I'll be Michael there. might be coming. Be I don't know. It's not confirmed. Uh, Dove, definitely coming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm already here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, th- this is interesting to talk about. I, we no, so, so to answer your question, though, we don't have like a date. But if everyone's here, I mean, for sure, let's try to try to keep track of who's around, and we can go get dinner or something. Um, that'd be awesome. Um, just yesterday, I went to the Oculus in New York City, and in the Oculus, my art was was being displayed as part of the the Super Chief Gallery. Uh, display happening right now so that was that was pretty surreal that was the first time i'd ever seen my art uh in in person you know on a screen that wasn't where i made it nice what is that oculus the oculus is is the the weird fishbone building outside of the world trade center oh right that's like the dope one yeah, yeah, it's cool. I always think it just looks like fish bones. I don't know why they designed it like that, but it's cool. I gotta check that thing out. Yeah, yeah, come, uh, oh, well, you're really far away, but yeah, my, my art is there right now, so if anyone's in, in New York City, you can go see it that's, until tomorrow. That's really, really sick, dude. Thank you. Didn't uh, Kanye film one of his music videos in there? Uh, maybe? Off the top of my head, I don't know. I could ask him via chat GPT. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you should. You should. You should ask him if he's ever filmed one of his music videos in there. Do what he says. I'm going to say, have you been to the Oculus in New York City? Let's see if it'll give me an answer. I feel like that's that's very obscure. That'd be like hard for the thing to know. Yeah, that, was, that would be uh, very impressive. <laughs> no, it's it, he, he says that he hasn't ever been there. So. Uh, well, yeah. sorry. I'm pretty, pretty sure he has. <laughs> nope. 
it's, uh, it's the computer. It's funny. Now I'm scrolling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he, he did, uh, he did closed on Sunday there. Oh, that's right. Closed yeah. on Sunday. Yeah. 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 I guess because it's got kind of like a church vibe to it, maybe. A little bit, yeah. It's Maybe. it fits it fits his weird like Christian cult aesthetic. It's super like clean and high arching. So what? Yeah. Not to switch two gears here, but what on the Naka on the Naka Migos? Which uh, I got it. We, we have to talk good. about Naka Migos. No, no, no. I'm just asking a very simple question. The background <laughs> blue, like. How did they come up with this? I don't know. You, maybe you can't see it if you're. I can't put it in the nest either. But just like it's a very interesting uh, color, a very interesting entrant. I think that would be a cool. Um, yeah, just like what is the? Because this does strike me as a blend of the you know, the crypto punks, which is why it's often supposed that it was Larva Labs. It, the, so anyway, the idea that anyone would be dumb enough to really think that they are made by Larva Labs shocks me. And I'm willing to make such a strong statement because I know for a fact that I won't will not be eating crow on that. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're out of the game. They are out of it. So what? Um, God, I kind of want to tweet this mid-journey Santa. They're thing not in my bags. In nest, but... So fud away. I have to. Um... If you own Nakamigos in this chat, you are welcome to. We're not trying to uh, exclude anyone. Um, but yeah, we should do a Capital 21 thing. Who's going to New York? Give me a uh, give me a heart if you are or aren't going to New York. Let's so either way. <laughs> either way. Either way. But do it a little um, faster. Very, very helpful. Max I, Jackson. Uh... Max Jackson uh, pinged me yesterday and, and said that... Uh, sorry, wait. Was it Max Jackson or Max Fowler? I think it was Max Jackson. I, I get the two Maxes in our chat mixed up. Yeah, it was it was Max Jackson. He said that he'll be in. So he's a resident Capital 21 capsule 21 head frequent in our in our chat so that would be cool we got it so we got at least four people at least uh that's a good question it's like this month right or next month i mean april yeah yeah it's uh april 12 to 14 yeah i'll be there sean bonner i feel like doesn't he normally go to these kinds of things he was here last year right he was he took a photo of me or did he he did so yeah the the problem that i've kind of noticed this year with it is that Every time I see a cool event, it's token gated. Um, so it's like I don't even know where I, where I will be able to go because I, I don't really buy. I'm not like an NFT person. It's like I, I don't have access to anything. Okay, here I, I got a good one. I got a good one. This is the guy. This is one of the guys I really like. Who is um, part of like the the meme that I'm touching on with the name of this of this chat? I, I wait. What the fuck? The chats. My bookmarks just don't show up. Is this a joke? I really think this bird app ever since Elon. Yeah, Twitter is really bad. I, I I'm trying to grow my Instagram um, because I because I I don't want to be on Twitter for the rest of my life. So follow Ooh, me on Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Uh, exact same URL D zero V E T A I I. I'm on there. Okay, I just created a new. Uh, I feel like folder. that's kind of like reverting back going to Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it, it is like reverting back, but there's just like nothing. Everyone's like trying to make a new social media, but I don't think that you can make a new social media anymore. Um, okay, check this out. Check out the nest right now. This is my dude, Nick St. Pierre. I love him. <coughs> but like, this is like where we are now. It's like, okay, uh, yellow turtleneck, blue peacoat on the right, blue peacoat, yellow turtleneck here's what it looks like when the outfit is layers it's like how do you and and then we're looking at this and it's like 
this is here, here here's a good one this is um uh i'm looking at a different one which is like if you specify the brand name i'll do this one this is a better one how do you say the film stock like the effect of saying like oh like it has fujifilm superior 400 versus lamography color negative 800 like look at this thing i just put up right like this is like pretty interesting and cool uh and then it's also like you know fiddling you know with the everything burning around it because like if you can just do this now and what's gonna happen in six months and so forth but are, are you, you see this uh you see this thing piv piv i'm, I'm looking at you sorry i don't know why I'm, I'm looking at you uh yes so much i, I was here. looking at uh, so you want to say that that it is a way to to guide it or to push it in a direction right with the colors yeah. I mean, I don't even know if I have that specific of a point, but yes, but also just like, you know, it, it, this is like, this is, I think demonstrates like cool output from model that looks like a photograph plus ability to tune it. Uh, so yeah. fine grandly with the film stock specification, which is like something that I don't even know what these film stocks look like. And then I can see it. And then three also just generally the productivity thing while humans uh, are replaced by, you know, AIs. So it's like all of them basically. Yeah, it's really, really impressive, the, the images. It's insane. It's really, really crazy. Has anyone out there done anything with AI besides the people who have already... Well, you've never done... Have you done anything with uh, AI, Piv? Anything real that's not going to get you in trouble with the AI? <laughs> I, I've tried some things, yes. But... but we've never seen anything. Nothing really came out of it. That was really it's interesting, I think. But it was it was the, the previous version. Ah, all right. So you got to try. Uh, Check it yeah, out, Little March. I got another great share. It's a Billy Bob butt crack AI mashup pack. Oh, yep. <laughs> Where I You're just putting I, in the nest. Yep, I just posted up top back from twenty twenty one when everybody was sleeping on AI. Hydrate was pumping out hits, and of course, <laughs> all this stuff is worthless. So I'm just having fun. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, I can't I see it. I can't see it. Oh, I see it. Oh, right. Here we go. I hired a meth head out in Seattle who did AI stuff, and he's totally nuts, to do these things for me for this free drop, for this shit coin that we'd um, been admins for. And so he did these really cool um, portraits. He was very original. He had all these this weird formula. So just another fun little nugget of Hydra. What was this made in? Like, uh, is this Gan? Mm, no, you were talking about that Google Deep thing. Yeah, Deep Dream. I felt like he'd run it through that. I don't know. Yeah, it it it, it does look a lot like not Deep Dream, but there was um uh like like a, a half a year or a year later there was a website that came out that kind of did a Deep Dream thing that was yeah. less less animalistic. Um, but yeah, it definitely looks like that. Like very early, like probably like 2016, 2017. Yeah, this artist is fucking weird. So I love it. I just I love doing this shit, dude. So. Yeah, I like this. I think this is cool. I mean, it's it's sort of, um, yeah, it's unsettling <laughs> to me. Uh, but um, well, did you see the caption? Sense. I said that it, that Billy Bob Buttcrack destroys his ego. So it's it's him tripping, and he took too much, and now he's like really in it. So that's that's what I interpret it to to be, which is he's so turned cool. into a castle. Yeah, because it's like on the edge of like exactly. He's turned in this structure, so it's just like. His existence has totally changed. He's gone that interdimensional. So it just like blows my mind. I just love it. Very crazy. Very, very cool. Who has done stuff in AI that's out there in the chat? Remember, 
we once had, not even that long ago, the creator of Art Blocks on the Caps 21 podcast. You, I don't think, didn't, but you can also be on talking about your stuff, pumping your bags, anything. It doesn't have to be a bag. Have you done anything with AI, and can you share your experience with the listeners at home? Everyone's always saying, the listeners at home. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, the listeners the speakers on the are also at home. Yeah. And I'm a listener, too. I'm actually not listening when people talk, but I, I basically uh, am a listener, so well, we're listening, too. Well, I have to, to say, I made a GM tweet with AI art, and it got zero likes or responses. So I, I think the GM meta and the AI meta are both totally dead. Well, it's the new algorithm. Maybe it's just the dovetail meta. Yeah, maybe. maybe <laughs> the, the new meta is that no one, no one likes. <laughs> womp, womp, womp. I'm just playing. I'm playing. Um, I, yeah, AI stuff has gotten interesting. It, it's been interesting to see, like, um, everyone tried their hand at it, you know, and it's, and it's always kind of been like that. But now, especially as AI gets better, um, you kind of see a lot of stuff and it's made me a lot more skeptical of what I see on my timeline, like thinking that it's good or like thinking that it's like, you know, whatever nice, nice art by like someone who, who thought about it versus, you know, someone just like type, type some shit into to mid journey V5 and is trying to sell it. Not that there's like a huge distinction, but it's the, the barrier to entry is very, very low is my point. And I think that's been interesting to see as like AI gets better and better. It's insane. <laughs> My abstract expressionist thing, kind of want to get a print of it because I really like the way it looks. And I think it's a great commentary. It's the Wolfenstein thing, but I'm just like, what do I do with this now? It's, it was too easy to make, you know, like, what do I do? I'm not going to make, I'm not going to print this out. It took me one second. Whereas if I actually spent a lot of time on it, I'd probably be like, I'm the best guy. It'd be the same thing. Mm -hmm. It would look yeah, this, the same way. This is my overall thesis regarding AI art, which is that it, it that it is contributing to the already like growing endemic of digital trash, or as I've been calling it lately, like e-waste. Um, no, but it's not trash. It's 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 stuff. No, but it, it, but it is trash. If you Every... didn't know it was AI generated, you would think it was cool. No, it would be trash. If it, <laughs> if you painted that, it would be trash. Oh if come Picasso, on! If Picasso painted it, it would it would also be trash. But basically, Why do you like, say that? Th this whole thing that, I, that that I've been thinking about lately, and like trying to make art regarding, and like trying to trying to talk about, is that you know the humans are just like creating stuff faster and faster. Not only can we create stuff in like a new way that's like, oh, look, it's so good. Like, why we can create something so cool and it looks so nice and it, you know, it was easy to do. Um, but literally the rate at which humans can create things is accelerating, you know, quality aside, you know, humanistic aspects of it aside, just the rate of creation period is accelerating like faster and faster every day as more people get access to these creation tools. Right. So it's like now, like maybe in the past I would have hopped on kid picks and like made something that was totally terrible and but very easy to make and that would have been digital trash but it could have taken me 10 minutes to create something in kid picks open ai yeah, but... now i can create i can press the generate tool like once every 60 seconds as soon as my computer loads like looking for the one that i like a lot There's, but it, th those things don't cease to exist when i press the x on the page right and everything that you post whether you post it on twitter or whether you leave it on the open ai website you're just constantly creating and creating and creating. And all this data is somewhere, right? It's not tangible. So it like, as soon as you click away from it, your eyes, it, you know, it's like a, it's like object permanence. It's like data 
data object permanence. Like when you, when you cease looking at your computer, you think that it's gone away, but, but really it hasn't gone anywhere. Everything that you create is accumulating and, you know, the whole planet is just accumulating digital stuff all, all the time. Yeah, but okay, okay, I, get, I agree basically, but just, you know, you, 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 you dissed my art, bro. Okay, so let me ask this question. I put it back in the nest, and I want serious Picasso artists could only. Literally, paint trash and comment not be trash. There is no way. There's no, because no way. think about art from the perspective of any other life form that is not a human being. A rat yeah, would look, eat I... a Picasso the same that a rat would eat something your child painted. The rat yeah, doesn't right. care not, because there's no such it's, thing. It's, as it's, art is not. The artist is dead. You don't know. I agree. I agree that it doesn't matter. I mean, I agree yeah. practically speaking with Michael that anything people knew because the Picasso meme, it's like he's the meme best artist or whatever. Yes. But like, I agree that from a standpoint of artistic and literary criticism, you should not be looking at who uh, wrote it because you don't actually ever know that ever. And so my point here, and but on a day-to-day basis, we do, of course. But my point here is just from a pure artistic standpoint of. If I came to you with this art, and, and it could just be one of these things, I just, I just posted all four because that's how Midjourney does it, but like just one of these things, I like the one in the top left, and I said, hey, this is my, and I painted this stuff, this is my abstract expressionist uh, reinterpretation of the Wolfenstein guy. Uh, you would say this is not, I mean, you wouldn't say it's my face necessarily, but you would say, uh, yeah, you know, I just don't really see it. And is that because you don't think abstract expressionism is good, or you, you don't think this is a, a faithful uh, interpretation or what's the deal because i think this is dope yeah if you didn't know ai did it if you didn't know ai did it it's really cool it's even cool knowing that ai did it my whole thing is not about like whether or not something is cool it's just the fact that something was created ah uh, you're talking about decluttering yes i'm basically the digital marie kondo yeah you know what this reminds me of like when they have that situation where this like lifetime lifetime professional comes in and does the job in like 10 minutes the client's like oh that was too easy and the guy's like well i worked 30 years so it's like the ai is a culmination of all of our yeah uh you know efforts and so i think that's yeah, neat. totally who wants to i have an ai ghost story oh i would that, that well, just real quick before you say that let me say that the classic example i believe i should check an ai with what you're saying is citibank merged with travelers insurance and travelers insurance is basically an umbrella and Citibank was Citibank. So the guy said, okay, I'm going to take CITI and make the T the umbrella. And you have to pay me all this money. And then people were like, what the fuck? You're paying all this money for this? Like, ah, 30 years, man. So like, that's one. That's an iconic example. Anyway, go ahead. And that's a hell of a logo. That's a hell of a logo. It's a good one. Yeah, it's iconic. And it was made yeah. in a time of yeah, when 100%. people were less sophisticated about art. So they had this project called Eponym that was in fall of 2021. Do you guys remember that? No. It was. So here's, here's what's interesting. It. It was like a kind of a first taste of what's so accessible now. And basically you could type in you could type in anything and the AI would make the image. And at that time it was like pretty novel, you know. So they minted out and all these DGENs were like minting random stupid um phrases and whatever. And then they had this thing where you could do multiple words. And so it kind of like captured the it, it because it had 10,000 human phrases or human statements, it kind of captured the collective human mind because each NFT was named after your prompt. If you put dovetail, it would give you whatever the model had for dovetail, mm -hmm. and that would be the mint. And then you could select wanted to, if you wanted to mint that image or not. Okay. So fast forward, um, they came out with a new model, and I was testing it, and I pinned this up top. So... That spring, when this new model came out, I had been doing a lot of yoga in this one place in my uh, front yard in, on my new porch. 
and it had a certain configuration. There was an angle to the path and there was a street light and there was a tree. And so I ran all these yoga terms and all these meditation terms and, and like samadhi and, you know, different meditative things through this AI. And I get a picture that looks exactly like my meditation spot. And that was an eerie moment for me. And I don't know if it was just luck of the draw, but that AI read my fucking mind. And uh, it's a beautiful so that, image. The image is above. And, and then you can see a picture if you scroll down of the meditation spot and you decide, but you have the angle of the path, you have the street light, and you have the tree. And that was one of the coolest AI moments I've ever had. And it was, you know, in the, in the spring of 2022. Yeah, this is very cool. But yeah, like this isn't even anything though. This is like the most basic, I mean, this is the, this is a year ago and still, you know, so it's like, we should try this again. You have to try this again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's evolved so fast. So like what's happening now, it's, it's almost like, less interesting because it looks so real now you know what i mean like i can't distinguish now an ai image from a regular image most of the time someone tells me that this is ai i'm like okay i can't tell that i have to look at the hands or whatever you know what i mean so what you have here is far more interesting than anything mid-journey v5 would ever generate like this is this is like very good and i think yeah i think you're right in in mid-journey v5 it would be a less Bro, like if it were more mumble realistic. rappers are worse than jay-z it's like come on i think it's the opposite of that in a way but but yeah I, you're I, nostalgic I like dude how do you separate your nostalgia like this was a better time to be alive this is what ai art should be well you can still do it it's just that artists are like you know it's, it's people like experimenting with new things i always i don't want to sound like the new things are bad midjourney v5 is very cool it's i think it's very very impressive i haven't come up with any interesting ideas to use it for but that doesn't mean other people can't um so if you can more power to you happy to see it when i when i do see it but when i see something good yeah i'm just saying it's like the paradigm though it's like when we look at something like this or six months ago last year like we just think that's where we were like, there's always this thing we would talk about at Genius with the music thing where why does everyone listen to the same stuff they listened to when they were 25? And Dub, close earmuffs for you. This doesn't apply to you. I don't actually know how old you are, but I know you're younger than I am. Where? I'm 30. I'm late 30. Very old. So why do people like that music? And it's the reason is because they had their coming of age at that time. And so it's not about the music being good. It's about who they were then being like so open to like this kind of thing. And so it's like, hey, you're in the car you know, with your just made best friend and you're driving, you know, in college and after college, wow, this song is amazing. Like, you know, I love like, you know, early Will Wayne or, you know, whatever it is that I, that I like or whatever. And that's why. And then later you hate all the new music and just listen to the old music. And you're an old person basically because of that, but because of who you were, except for now us being 25 with respect to AIR lasted like 10, you know, that's like seven weeks or something. So we are like stuck in a, in a nostalgic past that was like three months ago. You know, it wasn't like 10 years ago. It oh, should I, be 10 years ago. I wouldn't characterize it as nostalgia. I would, well, it's, I, it's, I would... it's thinking the past is better. Well, yeah, but just because you think something in the past was better doesn't make the reason that you think that nostalgia. Yeah, true. I guess they don't make them like they, like they used to. When are we getting the PIV one, though? PIV, I really think you owe it to uh, hundreds of people in this chat right now to create uh an ai thing i think if you did that and you said from now on i'm converting to ai only people would take notice of that well i i i did try to make something but it's a couple of months ago but you know um, marie antoinette 
Oh yeah, big historical figure. Yes, and there are like um, I think pictures of her where, where there's a, a little ship in her in her wig in her hair. Can you, can you see something? A little ship, but it's like a decoration. It's a decoration with a, a, a little boat, a boat, a boat, a, a ship boat. In her, okay, in, let's let's yeah. let's ask GPT four about this. Um, so I try to make that like a boat that is in the wig. I just want to know when your Nam June punks are coming out. Ah, yeah, they look good, don't they? Honestly, I think those things look freaking sick as hell. I just I want them in my wallet, so please make them. Okay. You could maybe leverage AI, or maybe not. So I'm looking at this, and uh, it's saying there aren't any well-known portraits with a boat or ship in her wig. Uh, the idea of having a boat or ship in a wig might be a confusion or exaggeration of the actual poof hairstyle that was popular during her time. Poof was a tall, elaborate hairstyle that is incorporated. Do you have a name of a, of a portrait? Piv, I got to challenge this AI right now. We're, we're actually in a pretty interesting situation. Okay, let me check. Sometimes, and this is the last thrill you will get as a, as a human, you can get it to say, I'm sorry, my, I, my apologies. I really didn't know that. I, my bad, but here's the right answer. By the way, everyone out there, just, you know, dead time's bad, but we have a new, uh, we had a new, um, there's a new app that uh, deletes all silence from the podcast for the, uh, oh yeah, it does seem like there's something like this for the, um, for the, for the recorded version. There's a thing that will remove all silence from this. Oh, is this one, this is being recorded? Uh, Wait, this is being recorded? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, this is very, this is very online. This is very recorded. Yeah, well, very online. This is fucking gold right here. Yeah, we're yep. gonna look back on this from jail in uh, two years. Yes. yes, and it's Funky Friday. So, what's up, Chapa? Yeah, Funky Friday. Chapa's in the audience. Chapa got Yak out there. What's up, Top Yak? Dog. Oh yeah, we got Yak here too. Not Yak, I like pressure. Oh, yep. Who we got? Who we got? Uh, okay, where's the ship? But I, I am seeing this now. I, uh, one of the most well-known proofs. I just got. tweeted the, the image. What is the ID to have the ship in the in the wig? Yeah, but what I what I wanted to say is that I get exactly the opposite. I got all wigs that were in a ship, and it looked actually kind of nice. It looked very weird. So, but I was frustrated that I couldn't get it. But do we have a name of this artist? This is insane. Well, it, an artist, yeah. It was just a, a hairstyle, I think, in the in the eighties. Um, okay, I'll prompt. I'm trying to get proof GPT through wrong. Uh, okay. Some it's a strong max package. Yes. Honestly, though, can you imagine walking around with that thing on your head? Oh my gosh. Well, they would see us with our phones and say, "Can you imagine hunching yourself over that much time to look?" Okay. Hey, my, There's no direct visual evidence. Ah, uh, I see. Okay, I'm asking GPT-4 for the prompt. Did you guys hear that uh, GPT-4 was banned in Italy today? Yes, I heard that, yes. Rip, rip. Damn, Italy needs to come up. I think their economy is not doing great. They could probably need the chat GPT. It's what was bad, their, though, uh, for the economy. What was the reason yeah, that, they, that they banned it? I think privacy concerns. 
concerns. Uh, I see. I can see that. Yeah, I mean, how does ChatGPT works by um, uh, crawling the internet? Is that the right word for it? Just kind of like combs through mm-hmm. internet search yeah. results to find an answer. Yeah, I could see that because because you know if, if I had data on the internet that I that I didn't want to be out there anymore, I can you know request Google to remove it from Google searches. But I I bet that I couldn't ask OpenAI to remove it from its data bank of information. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> It's I like um, what is the I, I asked I asked ChatGPT what it knows about Rob Pando, the co-founder of Indelible Labs. Oh. And it it responded, as of my knowledge, cuts off in September 2021. But the founder of Indelible Labs is actually Michael Hirsch, not Rob Pando. Hey, we're sorry, Rob. I sent uh I sent a screenshot of it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, Chat GPD is trying to pick a fight with you. Okay, here's the best I, I got. This is this is what the thing is that I uh, I'm, I'm tweeting this at you. Twiv, twiv, piv, twiv. Uh, here we go. All right, here we go. I don't know why I was saying. Would appear. I don't think I got the boat. I mean, still, this is not bad. This is a boat in the background. So you know, this was. Um, okay, I'm going to tweet this at Piv right now, and, and Piv can Piv can be the judge as often in life. Okay, and I'll send you the. Uh... I I also just sent you the thing that that I got. Okay, and uh, I reply. Okay, send now. Does anyone here just do send now? What does that mean? For like, transferring instead of doing file? like I'm going to wait 30 seconds to undo it, I'm just going to send it now, dude. Oh God, that's terrifying, Piv. Yeah, when it out, send it out. <laughs> All right, I'm putting this in the nest. You're not going to like this, people. Uh, oh, I, I don't nest. have that option because I don't have a blue check. So I don't, I don't have the, the delay. Well, you should use uh, Capsule21's uh, account. It has a blue check. That is true. All right, so check this thing Piv did. And then uh, you know, here I put mine in, in the nest. But mine, mine did not really uh, Yeah, they, they, look, they look good, but there's not the ship in there. The okay, ship is always the behind you. I'll ask uh, GP4 again. Yeah, here, let me me put this in the nest right here. Boom. This is the other one. I'm going to say, look good. The chip's in the background. Uh, The software doesn't seem to get it that it should go on the head. It uh, is weird, I guess. Okay, so now I'm going to try to get a new one. Is that first image V4 or V5? This is V5, and the prompt is generated by the, the GPT-4. So there's a 4 and a 5 involved. So pretty sure we're going to be in good shape in a second. Okay, now it's saying the ship should be an integral part. <laughs> it apologized, by the way. <laughs> it, said, I'm sorry. it said, apologize. It seems the AI might have some difficulty understanding. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I literally got this thing saying, okay, now we're going to get new version. Okay, this version says, uh, please place a detailed miniature model of a French naval ship directly on top of her hair as if the ship is sailing on the waves of her hair. <laughs> how does, <laughs> does anyone see how weird this is, the situation we're in? The ship should be an integral part of her hairstyle, not a separate element from the background. This is probably not the best way to prompt it, but we'll see. The setting should be opulent, reflecting the luxurious surroundings of the French royal court. Better than anything I could have come up with. Oh my god! I still, uh, it's still getting, still, uh, yeah. The AI is a fucking idiot. Um, I'm gonna say the ship, effing idiot. Sorry, the ship is still in the, the background. 
let's say, how can we emphasize its displacement even more? Okay, so now we're getting into uh, the nightmare of Christmas present or whatever, like just getting the ship on the head. Um, I don't know. Uh, this is still pretty good, by the way. This is, I'm going to call that Dub here. If you saw this portrait that's in the nest right now, if I told you, Dub, I painted these four portraits, you'd come to me and say, this sucks, really? <laughs> Yeah, You're brutal, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you know, it took me a week and a half just working 24 hours a day, but not to your liking. Trash. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think what, what's, what people don't really know is that there's a lot of painters who can do this kind of style um, and they don't really get paid anything. Well, but they don't get told they suck by you. Well, I mean, I, I don't have an opportunity to talk to those people, but they <laughs> exist. Um, there's, there's a lot of people. You, mean, you don't have opportunity. You're not trying very hard, Dove. You should set some time aside to find uh, look, talented just, but unoriginal painters opinion, and tell them they my suck. My opinion always is that most art is very bad. Ninety-nine percent of art sucks really horribly. So it's it's yeah, really hard to make something crap. good. But if you can do craft at this level, if you can paint at that level, you are dope. I would say. Yeah, I personally think it's very cool. I mean. You know how hard that would be to like get good at that. Like, I bet you could do yeah, it. Yeah, I couldn't way. do it. I'm too old. It's but super, you could do it. It's super impressive. the The work itself is beautiful. But I, I mean, but I would say the same thing about like a very nice wooden dining table. If you made like a nice dining table, or I would say the same like if you binded a book really nicely, or you know, sew sewed yourself a suit. I would say it's beautiful. It's very impressive. You did a great job. Because what is that you're birthing it? So if, like for me. And I don't know really anything about art, so keep that in mind. But for me, the art births itself. Like, it's a, it's an idea that comes and goes. It's just like if you don't write something down, that, that good idea, it goes away. It's people carry a notebook for that reason. So, mm -hmm. like, I was out the other day, and I saw these two frogs mating, and I got real close with my phone. I got some decent shots. I minted it. Like, whatever. Cause yeah, I, just, I, I thought like, that was cool. Yeah, it was like a cool moment. Like, just... You know, it just stumbled upon it. So I think arts, it's okay for art to be something you stumbled upon. It's almost like people, like, hey, some people are born, they're kind of ugly. You know, they're kind of, sure. you know, their mother might think they look good, but, you know, everybody else, not so much. So it's yeah. like, but those people are still beautiful. They still exist. Yeah. That that was a moment in time that that came together and it can still be appreciated past that first glance. So I don't know. For me, yeah, it's, I, th I think, um, I think when, when people hear that art is bad or art is good, they like think strictly of like aesthetics. Um, art can look very, very nice. Like photographer, photography can be very, very nice. It can be beautiful. It can be like super pleasant to look at and still like, you know, not be very good art. You know, and, uh, and I like that what you said, like even things that are ugly are, are beautiful in the right time, in the right place to the right person viewing it. Um, you know, everything is everything is beautiful. I don't want to get on a uh, on a religious tangent, but uh, everything is made by God and therefore beautiful. Um, so that's a point too. But you know, my my view of like art, like, and I and I always specify like capital A art is that good art is in conversation with the last two thousand years of art. Art is like this ongoing conversation that we've been having for as long as we could pick up. Uh, like a pencil or like a paintbrush as, as, as like a human species um, or like our fingers with, you know, dirt on them, whatever. And so good art is something that continues that conversation forward and like takes the conversation about art to a new place. Oh, it looks like the host is having connection issues.
host is rugging. Yeah, yeah, I saw that as well. That's all good. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Uh, Yamashita's going to speak at NFT NYC. I'll be up there. Oh, cool. What? What? Uh, do you know what day that is? Uh, I'll I will circle back. Um, but he's doing a ten minute presentation, so I'm going to try to get a media pass because I've been writing. Oh, it's it's so. inside the actual event. Yeah, and okay. like, last year we just satellited it. But he wants. He seems to want to do it, and whatever. I'm just kind of like, with when I try to support the artists, I'm really moving towards really letting them call the shots and just helping them. If they ask me what to do, okay. But like, if they want to say, "Hey, I want to do this," I'm not gonna be like, "Nah, that's whack." For sure. Yeah, you know, he, he's very mainstream. Like he's very web too.